coming up. No matter your challenges in life, the festival of Passover can turn things around. Here's why. Welcome, everyone, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I am your host, Heather Dean. And this week, Rebetzin Sipora Heller is back, and this time to talk with me about the Festival of Passover. Rebetzin Heller is an educator, an author, and popular speaker to audiences all over the world. She is the co-founder and principal of Benos Avigail Seminary in Jerusalem, Israel, as well as senior faculty member at Neve Yerushalayim College for Women. Welcome back, Rebetzin Sipor Heller, to At Home in Jerusalem. It is so wonderful to be with you online, on the radio, knowing that you're listening, interested in the holidays, and here we go. Here we go. Okay, so with so much focus on Passover cleaning and dietary restrictions and Seder night, we might lose sight of some of the central themes of the Passover festival. So what are your initial thoughts about what we can tell our children and our teens about God's relationship with the Hebrews during their years? as slaves in Egypt. The main message is that there's hope, there's freedom, and that God cares. When you study the Haggadah, the narrative of the Pesach Seder, here's the theme. The Jews ended up enslaved in Egypt. We all know about what slavery is. We know how it could destroy a person's not body alone, but soul. And we find that God intervened on their behalf. We find that they never lost their identity. They retained their names, their clothing, their language. They knew that they were not what other people told them they were. And the way God intervened, you have the whole story of the plagues, 10 plagues in which God turned nature against the Egyptians, allowing the Jews to know him as well as to escape the terrible slavery that they were going through. What do these plagues teach them? Three major things. God is there. You are not alone in the world. God's there. And when you study history of the Jews, you'll see this again and again and again. Against all odds, we survive. The next is that nature is a word. It's only a word. Things can change. You have every bit of nature's rules turning upside down. The first of the plagues was the plague of blood, whereby the Nile River turned into blood. Some of you may have seen movies, the Ten Commandments or similar ones, but it's not just something clear turning red. Think about this. Blood is a protein. Water is a mineral. Mm -hmm. That means the entire spectrum of reality was turned upside down. So what does that tell us? God's not only here, but he could do whatever he wants. Never use the word impossible. The third thing that we learned is that God is aware of and concerned with the fate of individuals. Again, using the plague of blood as a model. God knew who was an Israelite slave and who was his evil oppressor. The blood was only in the Nile when the Egyptians chose to draw water. When the Jews had water in their own homes, was water. So the idea of being God being in your life, not just in the life of the collective, is an important lesson on Passover. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of the most important rituals 
drinking the four cups of wine or grape juice. Where does that come from? The Torah presents us with four different expressions of liberation. First one, I took you out. Wherever you are in life, it could change. Next, I rescued you. Think about the last hundred years of Jewish history, how dramatic our rescue was. Who would believe that we'd be prospering in the United States, founding the state of Israel? Who could have believed that 70 years ago? I redeemed you. Redemption is taking us to a higher place, a place that we may not quite have been there. What's that? Returning to ourselves. Not just being rescued from, but becoming. And the last one is Lakachti, I took you to me, where we as a nation became a nation defined by our relationship to God, the Torah, the moral teachings, the traditions. So the lesson of Passover is that we could be redeemed. This is also celebrated by the matzah. Why do we eat matzah? Two reasons. One is that when the Jews were leaving, they had no time. You think you know what no time means. <laughs> they lived what no time was. Moses said to them, we're leaving now, not tomorrow, not be at the airport in three hours. <laughs> no, now. There was no time to break. They took water, they took flour, they threw it against the walls of their oven. That's how they left. What does that tell you? That tells you that things can change in the blink of an eye. So when you're eating the matzah, I just want to suggest a thought. Sure, sure. This is the bread of faith. This is the bread in which I'm saying everything could be different in the wink of an eye. Beautiful. Since this is the time of the year, Passover, when we're instructed to consider ourselves being liberated from our inner Egypt, so how is God in the picture of our individual slavery and liberation? So our individual slavery and liberation could be something as basic of the you're not in the job you want. You're not in the marriage you want. You don't have the parents you want. But you know what? You could be the self you want, no matter what. And God will give you the ability because the inner you, the soul, is never defiled, can always be liberated. There's nothing holding it back. Mm -hmm. And does that hold true also for someone who might be a slave to some sort of compulsion or addiction? Absolutely. Compulsions, addictions are all ways in which people escape from the anxiety of living. The pain of living, and living could be tedious and painful and gray, is erased by addiction. So when you get back to a, to a place inside yourself where you could say, but I am alive and I'll take my life on its own terms. I won't escape from it, I'll live it. Mm -hmm. And there's hope that living it could be purposeful and real. Definitely Pesach could be a, a holiday of genuine liberation. Okay, so, and just to carry on with that thought of someone who's stuck in a compulsion or addiction, within the theme of Passover, even not the theme of Passover, how can this person put God in the picture and be liberated? The first thing is by turning to God. In the story in the Torah about how the Jews were liberated from Egypt, they were suffering, years and years of suffering, they put their faith in all sorts of things that didn't work. Oh, Pharaoh will die, and then things will change, but they didn't. Until finally, it says in the text, and they cried out to God. Mm -hmm. They said, we can't help ourselves, you could help us. And that day, God sent Moses to liberate them. Mm -hmm. 
In the time remaining, let's concretize this to today, during such a long and dark exile. How do we put God in the picture and include him to propel us in a solid and healthy direction? So be- to begin with, you could try to observe Passover in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Go to the store, buy the matzahs, buy the wine or the grape juice. Clean the bread out of your kitchen and out of your living room. Make a seder, but know what you're saying. You're saying, see this matzah? See it? This is bread that took no time to bake. Things can change that fast. Mm -hmm. See these four cups of wine? You could be different. Everything could be different. You're with God. And then let it float onto your year. Wow. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Rebson Heller, for sharing with us your insights about Passover. And I appreciate your having me today to share this with you and everybody who's listening. It's a great honor. And you can check out H.com's one-of-a-kind Passover section where you'll find many excellent articles, classes, and videos that will undoubtedly enhance your Passover experience. Check them out. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.